Are you finding yourself overwhelmed with grief around the holidays, whether that's an anniversary from a divorced loved one or the death date of someone you cared about deeply? Well, let's talk today about how you can effectively and lovingly handle grief around those holidays. Welcome to the Love in Progress podcast, where we deep dive into self-reflection and healing as a catalyst for better relationships and leadership. I am your host and educator, Nina, and I'm here to be a guide to you in that process. Let's get started. I think I may be speaking about grief in a few more podcasts, but today I really want to focus as a piggyback from the previous episode on some of those tough days that you may be dealing with an overwhelming feeling of grief. When you lose someone, including in a relationship, there are going to be milestones in your grieving process that are going to remind you of the loss of that person or of that relationship. And those days are tough. I don't think In my own personal experience in walking through grief over the last almost three years since losing my dad, I would have been able to understand to the level that I do now how those days would affect me had I not walked that road myself. And so as a friend today, I want to talk to you about how you can anticipate some of these hard, challenging emotions that may come up on these holidays, and more importantly, how you can be proactive in the approach of those and being able to handle it with joy, with love, and with growth. I think that's the most important thing as we're approaching our relationship with grief. It doesn't have to be something heavy and hard and discouraging and forlorn, but it can be something like a friend coming to visit to sit with us for a while and help us see the world in a new perspective, in a new light. And in that same tone, as you're approaching typically challenging holidays for you, as you think about and handle your own grief, you too can have a positive experience. And that's what I want to help you create in your life. Now, I want to start with a really, one of my favorite quotes, um, and it's actually from Vision, a Marvel character. He said, but what is grief, if not love persevering. And I want to remind you about that. Um, Again, I'm going to be talking a lot in the context of losing someone um, out of your life, uh, whether that's in a relationship or uh, through the passing of them from this physical existence. And um, But I just know that this can be grief around anything. Uh, Maybe it's your loss of a community or a belief structure. Maybe it's just a season of your life that you're realizing you really miss or you are feeling that longing for. But in in the context of someone and a relationship of it, and then unfortunately experiencing the loss of that, it is a reminder to us that we had a deep love for that person, that we were connected to them, that we had this I think, expanding feeling of love, something that is a key part of an enriched human experience and not something I would ever want to deprive myself of or you of. And so what is grief if not love persevering? And when you're looking at the loss of a relationship in particular, it can be hard to know that that love persists. 
if you lose someone in your life that you maybe had a complicated relationship with, again, you may have those mitigating feelings like, I don't want to miss them. I don't want to grieve this. But I hope that through this podcast today, you understand the sweetness behind grief in helping you to understand a bit deeper your humanness, your ability to connect with things, and ultimately to experience that loyalty in that connection. Now, I use the word loyalty, but I don't want you to mistake it for tethered or chained to or drugged down by. I don't think that's the point in any relationship, a healthy one at least. But instead, an opportunity for us to cling to the components of it that continue to enrich our life. And many times when we're processing grief, I think we don't attach that belief to it. We kind of resent it. We think, gosh, I should be over this by now. I shouldn't feel triggered in this situation. I wish I could just enjoy this date again. But the truth is, it's just your heart, my friend, your beautiful, loving, love-giving heart that's just persevering. It's just showcasing exactly what it's meant to do, which is to connect to people, to experiences, to relationships. That's a human hardwiring. And I don't ever want you to let go of that. In fact, I would say in the ever-giving expansion of that love, you will find a deeper fulfillment in every area of your life. And so now is a good opportunity for you to love yourself through the process of past love. And let yourself do that. Let yourself continue to love, even if it feels hard and heavy. So let's talk a little bit about some of these holidays. Right now at the time of recording this podcast, we are in the Christmas holiday season. And for me in particular, this is a challenging grief-ridden season. The reason of that is because my parents have been a part of our Christmas experiences, um, specifically with my little family here, my four kids and husband and I, for over a decade, my parents have been coming to our home, spending Christmas Eve with us, and then usually at least a couple days after Christmas. And that's been a part of our rituals around Christmas time was having my parents there, doing stockings for them, opening presents with them on Christmas morning, enjoying a yummy Christmas breakfast um, and other treats. And so when my dad passed away in 2021, that very first Christmas, you should have just assumed I was going to cry through this episode too. That very first Christmas was so challenging because I was looking around at the components of what he was usually involved in, and I felt such a hole. I felt such a loss because all of my previous memories around that situation involved him. And so I had this really unsettled feeling like something's missing only to realize it was him not being there. I remember hanging up the stockings along our railing for our stairs. And at first I thought, maybe I just don't put up his stocking. But my mind and my heart wanted so much to envision him there, creating joyful memories in that moment, just as we had. 
and I didn't want to rob myself from that experience. Despite knowing that I wouldn't see him there physically, I was craving an opportunity to feel him there emotionally. And so I remember with a lot of tears, I hung up that stocking on our railing. And every time I walked past it, I had a little sinking in my throat like I do right now. And that tinge of grief and sadness and mourning would come right back there to my throat. And thankfully, I was a part of a powerful community that was teaching me how to lean into the emotions of that grief. And so I did. I just let myself cry. I would let myself articulate those feelings of sadness and mourning his loss. And I was going through it with my mother, too, as she came and shared the holiday with us, which I'm so grateful for that she has now been able to continue on in that tradition with us these last few years. But gosh, the season changed because the situation changed. And it certainly wasn't in ways that I would have chosen. And I think that's the sticky part about grief. Most of us are thrust into it without our consent. And consequently, we have to utilize whatever our emotional resiliency and capacity is at the time to be able to navigate that. And unfortunately, with grief comes a lot of thoughts, comes a lot of emotions. And those can take over a bit for a season. So coming back into that intention and that metacognition, trying to think through and emotionally respond to as well ourselves can sometimes feel like a secondary response. The first one being that grief, that overwhelming feeling, the one that feels a bit out of control. And so I learned early on that I did not want the holidays to be tainted. I didn't want them to be a trigger. And I certainly didn't want to hold the memory of my dad as the reason why I couldn't enjoy the holidays because I knew that wasn't the point of loving. And I certainly wanted to support my own personal process through healing in and with grief. And so kind of began the work of implementing rituals to bring my dad back into Christmas. And that has been one of my very favorite processes in handling holidays is the implementation of rituals. Imagining if that person were here with us during this holiday, what would we do? How can we incorporate their memory, what they enjoy, what they love into this holiday so that in a way they remain with us? For us, that was hanging his stocking. And every time I walked past it, I would stroke it with my fingers and say, I love you, Dad. I miss you. I wish you were here. And it was healing because it felt like he was there again. Right after Christmas is the anniversary of his death date, February 2nd. I often refer to this as the angelversary. When my dad became an angel, and that was a hard day too. So instead of just letting that day feel hard and heavy, I thought, what other rituals can I bring in to lighten this day? So I found a candle that in its encasing reminded me of my dad. 
The smell reminded me of my dad. And I put it in a central location in our home, and I lit it. And I wrote a little note next to it that said, In loving memory of Papa. And I lit that candle as a ritual, as a symbol of the light that he had in our lives. The lessons, the goodness, the teaching, the perspective that he offered. And every time, again, I would walk past that candle, send a little message up to heaven to say hello to my dad, let him know that I was thinking about him. And that candle carried an energy with it, not just a sweet reminder, but a physical symbol of a belief that I carried about my dad, which was that he did bring light into the world in his own unique way. Since then, we have done something similar on his birthday, which is another hard holiday. And all of those things, as the years have gone on, have felt a little less of a sting. And to me, that showcases that there's growth in that healing. There have been additional rituals that I've brought in, including a a little picture of him that I put on a pin (laughs) for our birthdays when we were growing up. My my mom had us wear this pin that said, happy birthday to me. And so I wear it right over my heart on his birthday as homage to that happy birthday pin that I knew he would be wearing if he were around. And it was kind of fun every time I went to a mirror to see his face on that day. I had a good friend of mine that walked with me in friendship through that loss. And she was incredibly sweet. Christine and her sister, Sarah, together, they purchased a bracelet and had my dad's signature engraved on it. And I wore that, again, as a sweet reminder of his memory and of the good things that he brought into my life. And how remembering the sweet things that he brought about and into my life could help benefit me in the future. Some other things that I love to do around the holidays is to share memories and stories with each other about that person, reminiscing in the good times and the joyful experiences that we shared together, maybe even laughing about some of the silly things that happened. It always just lightens the mood, helps so much for us to look back with a positive air towards what we went through with that person. I also like to do a joyful activity that they would have liked to do in their memory. And again, it's not just going through the motions of doing the thing that they like to do, but thinking of them as we do it. And sometimes that would bring some tears, truthfully. At other times, it would make me laugh and smile. Some other things that I think are really powerful is finding a cause that they loved and donating to it or contributing volunteer hours to it. My dad was big on the Boy Scouts of America program. He dedicated a lot of hours to that. And so if I have opportunities to help support local youth groups, I think of him and how that could be in homage to his memory. I also think about some of the food that he loved. He was really into food and treats and will deliberately eat treats in his honor and and talk about how Papa would have loved to be here and share 
some of those yummy treats with us. Lastly, one powerful thing that you can do as you consider the grief around someone lost is imagining them there, sitting in meditation, in stillness, in silence, outside of the noise and the hustle and bustle of your everyday, just sitting with their memory and journaling out what words of comfort they would speak to you right now in that moment. And some of the thoughts that come through aren't always their words to me, but are still comforting. Maybe they're a voice from God or from the great collective higher consciousness. But many times I imagine my dad sitting right there talking to me. What would he say? And what would I want him to say? (laughs) And I journal those out. And those are words of comfort for me as well. Now, if you're thinking about the loss of a relationship, maybe a wedding anniversary of someone that you've divorced, I would encourage you to replace that day with other beautiful, powerful memories. Similar to the dates that are hard when you lose someone, things like an anniversary or their birthday can feel really heavy. And so what I would encourage you to do, not just for the relationships lost, but for those that you are mourning their physical loss as well, is to, again, encircle yourself with your powerful, supportive community and say, hey, I'm anticipating this day to be kind of hard. Can you hang out with me? Can we go to lunch? Can we go to a movie? Can we make a fun memory so that I can replace what has felt like a hard day with the starting of something new and good? And... Accessing the power of community, I really believe, can be a powerful help and support in your healing. So as you're thinking about handling the holidays, whatever they may be or mean to you, I want you to think about the good parts of the person that you have let go. Let that replenish the day with a new belief, with a new emotional charge, and let it be a catalyst for you to welcome in sweet new memories into the holiday. I know that as you move intentionally in and through the holidays, that you don't have to be weighed down by the burden of grief, that they can become meaningful days, ones that you look forward to, that remind you of those new sweet memories that you've made and help you look back at the past with an appreciation and gratitude for who they were in your life and how they can continue to be a source of joy in your life now. I hope that if you got some value today, you share this with someone who may be dealing with some grief in their own holiday celebrations. I know that your life is meant to bring joy every day. Sometimes it takes some shifting of perspective, some shifting of our thoughts and our emotions and our habits to help facilitate that. And that's what I'm here to help you do. I'm wishing you all the best, my friend. Live well, look well, be well, and I will see you on the next podcast. Thanks, friend, for tuning in today and investing in your own growth. I'm proud of you. Now, remember, personal development can be inspiring and uplifting to listen to, but won't change your life until you put the learning into practice. That's where my mentorship and coursework comes in. If you're looking for accountability and real results in your life right now, then I'm here to help. 
Head to my website, allthingsnina.com and explore options that will best fit you, whether that's self-guided through prompts and coursework or with my assistance through personalized wellness mentorship. Remember, your best well life awaits. You just have to build it. Let's do it together. I'm rooting for you.